Do you remember using Elmer's glue as a kid? I bet you didn't know that that picture of a bowl, Elmer, on the bottle has a family. And his wife is the cow Elsie on Boron Dairy products that you can find in stores still today. But let's talk about it. Welcome to Design Dive, the podcast that explores design that's all around us every Wednesday in just 10 to 15 minutes so you can get on with your day. My name's Chris Downs, and whether you're a designer or just simply curious about how design impacts your everyday life, you're in the right place. So let's dive in. For today's episode, we are talking about Elmer's glue. Now, first and foremost, shout out to my dad for recommending this topic as an episode. At first, I didn't think that there was really a lot of information and story behind it, but when I read into it, it just blew me away how much information is packed behind this simple product that's still on store shelves today. Now, if you were in grade school, you know Elmer's glue really well. You remember the smell, the feel of it on your hands, and if you're crazy enough, maybe just the taste. But it might shock you where it came from, not just the glue itself, but the story behind the bowl, Elmer, that's on the bottle. Elmer's glue was first introduced by the Borden Company in 1947. Now, if you're not familiar, Borden is a dairy company, and they are going into the adhesive business at this time. And at first it may seem really strange and surprising, but it makes perfect sense when you learn that one of the prime ingredients in this earlier form of the glue was casein, the protein in dairy milk. But if you fast forward to today's Elmer's glue, it's made slightly different with synthetic substances rather than casein. Now, Borden called their product Cascora's glue. Just to talk about the packaging for a little bit, earlier packaging had a glass bottle with a separate little kind of ice cream pop type wood stick attached to the side. And this is what you would use to dip into the glue and spread whatever you were trying to glue. And there was a rubber band holding this stick on the side of the bottle. Elmer the bowl wasn't featured on this original product. He would show up later on. But just to talk about the problems that we were facing and why this was such a monumental introduction to a new type of glue, glue has been introduced as early as 1876, but it was more of a permanent adhesive. It also smelled because it was made from fish byproducts. So it wasn't something that you would give to a kid in an elementary school. Um, But Borden's, they shine because customers really like the fact that their liquid glue was easier to use. It was a white glue and it just, it didn't have a smell to it. It spread nicely and would dry clear. And the glue could be washed off of school desks and cleaned pretty easily from hands as well. Now, there were some complaints initially. Customers complained about that glass bottle being breakable. 
if it falls off the desk, it shatters and there's an even bigger mess. And even that separate stick applicator could easily be lost. If that stick isn't there, how else are you going to spread the glue? So who invented the glue? Well, by the time the glue was being manufactured by Borden, the Borden company was well established. They've been around the block for quite a while. A man by the name of Ashworth Stoll, he was the vice president of the chemical division. He oversaw a team of chemists that developed the glue. Borden never actually patented this glue. Some suspect that they wanted to keep the ingredients under wraps, but Stoll was never listed as the inventor, surprisingly. But later in 1990, Ashworth Stoll's was honored by Georgia Tech and given their Dream Maker Award for his part in the development of Elmer's glue. So let's also, we've talked about the bottle for a little bit. It'll change to the bottle that we know today, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But why Elmer? Why, where does the name Elmer's come from? If the inventor of the glue wasn't named Elmer, who's Elmer? Well, to understand where that name comes from, we need to look at the dairy business and that side of things. There were powerful marketers in the company that really helped guide the company through difficult times. Milk in the early 20th century often carried disease, such as tuberculosis was common, and there were several other illnesses that cows would pick up from unsanitary conditions on farms. Now, Borden was one of the first dairies to purchase a farm where milk was being pasteurized. It was more expensive to produce milk that was processed, but Borden needed a way to convince people that, hey, pasteurized milk is totally worth paying a little bit extra for. So in the mid-1930s, all of Borden advertising was overseen by a man by the name of Stuart Peabody. He would direct the company's illustrator, Walter Early, to create a friendly image that would convey a feeling of trust and be more approachable by customers. Together, these two men came up with the early image of a cow named Elsie. Elsie was a cartoon cow, friendly with big brown eyes and an open, welcoming face. She wore a daisy chain around her neck and she was introduced in 1938 on their dairy products and became popular very quickly. Later on, a survey was done in the 1940s and found that 98% of the American public recognized Elsie. And that's a shocker because you will not find 98% unless it's just major brands like Apple and Amazon. That's unheard of, but she is still widely known today. So fast forward, and over time, these advertisements started to build a story. They weren't just advertising their dairy products, but they were also showcasing Elsie and the story of her life later building this all-American family. She would later get a husband by the name of Elmer, in 1940. Name sound familiar? 
She would also have a few children, Bella and Beauregard, in 1948. And just because the company thought, hey, let's throw in a twist, in 1957, they had twins, Larrabee and Lobelia. So there was this whole story that went on from 1938 into 1960. And Elmer had been in the milk ads for almost 10 years by the time the company was looking for a new way to market their glue. They thought about Elmer because in their stories, in their ads, Elmer was always fixing things for Elsie. And so they thought, hey, this is perfect. Elmer's always fixing things and trying to help Elsie around the house. So why not have Elmer be the face for a household product like glue? And that would still fit the Borden storyline. So... In 1951, the former Cascora's glue was repackaged with the familiar white squeeze bottle with an orange twist cap. The product was renamed Elmer's Glue All, and Elmer's face was the prominent new logo along with his name Elmer's on the front. Now, this easy-to-use packaging and strong marketing campaign really pushed Elmer's Glue way ahead of the competition and really put them in a place to where they're at today. So today there's tons of new variations of Elmer's glue. 70 years later, we have crazy glue. We have glue sticks. We have colored glue. We have glitter glue. There's tons of options out there. But despite all of that, the familiar white squeeze bottle with the orange cap and Elmer's face on it still is found in almost every household, classroom, and store today. So what do we learn from this? Well, not only was the product great, but they told a story with Elmer's face. They had an entire backstory that helped people buy into this idea of owning this glue. And sometimes it is okay to have fun with design. And that's what Borden taught us. It's what caught people's attention and literally made them buy into the idea of this glue to where it is today. So the next time you're in the store and you see that bowl on the Elmer's glue bottle, remember all that went into it and the story behind it. And maybe, hey, while you're at it, drop by the dairy section and say hi to his wife, Elsie, while you're at it. And that's our dive. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the channel, leave a rating or review, and follow this podcast on social media for updates on new episodes every week. But until next time, keep learning, stay inspired, and remember, design is all around us. See ya.